Welcome to another edition of Backstage Pass for the Moscow's Berks Jazz Fest. So glad you could join us here on the People Chronicles. And if you missed any of them, you really didn't. Just go to the Berks Jazz Fest page on the People Chronicles or go to berksjazzfest.com. You will find all of the stories of the fest this year and last year, as a matter of fact, there. And we have another story with Michael Leifer. Thank you for joining us. Hi, Michael. Oh, thanks for having me, Joe. Oh, it's my pleasure. Michael Leifer of the Peanut Bar, of course. And the peanut, you know, Jazz Fest is not possible without the kickoff at the Peanut Bar. Well, thanks very much. It was something that we were interested in getting involved in. 26 years ago, we did the very first kickoff luncheon of the first event. And we've been involved ever since and been thrilled to be part of such a great event. How... What was it about Jazz Fest? Because when it started, it was a weekend event. It was something new. Let's try this. We'll, we'll make something exciting in, in uh, March when things are you know, maybe not so lively. There's not a lot going on. So what was it 26 years ago that you said, you know, I want to be part of that. We want the peanut bar to open that up. I think it was just the excitement of the event coming to town. We're always looking for new and different things that are a great thing for the greater Reading area. Uh, Frankie Scott was the first opener of the first event and he was absolutely tremendous and he had been part of the peanut bar family for many many years and it was exciting to have him there and at that point it was just a downtown reading event and i believe there were only three locations when the whole thing started it's grown hasn't it it's grown amazingly um just big shout out to berkshire's council Mm -hmm. and i have to say nothing but wonderful things for john ernesto and everybody that works with him to make such a wonderful event happen. Well, I think that does that, that does come all the way around because I'm, I'm really serious when I say it couldn't happen without the kickoff. It's, it is now a tradition, and that's always at noon at the peanut bar, and it's next Friday, April 1st. April 1st. I know. That, that's no going to be interesting. <laughs> um, yes, and about five years ago, John was nice enough to ask whether we could name the kickoff event after my father. So it's the Harold B. Leifer Memorial Jazz Fest kickoff lunch, and we're, uh, we're excited to have it named after him because he was so integral in making things for downtown work. Has that given it a different um, dimension or depth for you, knowing that it is a memorial for your dad? It, I was very, very lucky. My father was my partner, um, best friend, my hero, my mentor. Um, just an amazing guy, and he was always so positive when it came to downtown. So, yeah, most definitely anything that can honor such a tremendous man who had such a, such a fabulous attitude toward what could be done for downtown really has given it a uh, kind of a rebirth. Yeah, and, and when, this, when this happens, it, you have to feel him there. He's got to be smiling. He always does. He always had a specific spot that he yeah, would watch yeah. the event from. Uh, once we really started doing it in a very, very big way, he was no longer able to participate in the business mm-hmm. in the 
constant running and seating people and helping with all sorts of aspects of the the actual operation. And so he would take his spot and he would listen to the event and he would greet people and walk around and talk to folks. And he really enjoyed it. Always had a special special sweater that he always wore. Oh, I didn't know uh, that. How about that? Always his uh, bright red sweater. Mm. And we keep that at the bar just kind of as remembrance. So he is there. Oh, he's definitely there. there. Yes. And matter of fact, there's a, uh, my favorite picture, a portrait of he and I together. I like half of that picture. And that (laughs) is, uh, that's on, if you're looking at the stage on the left-hand side of the stage, looking right over the musicians as they play. And I'm going to make it a point to look for that because I will be there to, to help kick off that event. That's, that's a, uh, you cannot miss, not just for somebody like myself, but you have people, you have patrons that have to have been there every year. They don't miss it. They, Do they make the reservation this year for next year? We don't allow it. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, we actually start reservations on January 2nd okay. at 8 a.m. This year we were full for all the larger tables, we were completely full by January third. You're kidding me. No. See, it is. It's it, like, it was. Uh, be there. It was uh, huge. The biggest initial turnout because we tell people every year make your reservations early, and they'll call yeah. and they'll say, "We called like in mid January." I'm like, "Yeah, that's was the it problem. <laughs> it wasn't quite early enough to assure yourself large table and." We have very much the same crowd almost every year. We see new people coming in, and they're always looking to say, how can we get a good seat for this next time? But one of the things that we've also done, because people can't all get to that kickoff event, is we do an evening event one week later. Mm-hmm. Um, exactly. So case, it will be on Friday, the next Friday? It will be the next okay. Friday, but it is a happy hour from 5.30 to 8.00. And it's the Groove Masters again, wondering. both events. So, so they're anchoring the show for you at the Peanut Bar, basically. We've added one more event on uh, Saturday the 9th. Okay. Who's with coming? Susie Ernesto. Oh, my god. And goodness. Tony Lynn. We added that this time. So normally, yes, the Groove Masters kick off and end our portion of the Jazz Fest. This time we've added another, uh, another event. It's going to be another spectacular show, too. Is that it's also great. happy hour? Show? No, it's actually 1230 to 3. So okay. it's a daytime event. How has this changed for you? When it, when it started 26 years ago, as you mentioned, there were only three places. So how has the whole dynamic changed? I know you could barely fit in, you know, and people are going like this and just having a grand time and, and seeing people that maybe they haven't seen since the last year. Can you describe how it's changed and you've watched it grow and the whole energy change at the peanut bar for this? No, festival? it started with one man. It started with... Uh, Frankie Scott being in our back room, and it was very, very small. And it grew to, in 97, Mm -hmm. it was 97, we were still hosting the Burks All-Star Jazz Jam. Oh, wow. I didn't realize that. We did that that at the bar. Wow. I didn't know that. And at that point, the show started at 10 o'clock. We actually had to lock our doors at 7 because we were so full. Oh, my goodness. Um, The next year, it moved out to the 
that point it was the Sheraton, now the Crown Plaza mm -hmm. for that event, and they've done extremely well with it ever since. But right. those were definitely some fabulous times of some great musicians playing in what I believe jazz was always meant to be in, small a small venue, type right. of venue, exactly. um, an established venue. Back in that point, um, we were also places that allowed smoking, so it was smoky, it was all filled with uh, lots of people who were drinking, smoking, having a great time listening to some of the best music um, that you would find in this area. Having said that, Michael, I mean, as, as the owner of the peanut bar and, and witnessing this year after year, this jazz festival and the musicians that come in and, and out of Brooks County and more importantly in and out of the peanut bar, has there been any one thing that was perhaps a surprise uh, with an artist? And it's, it's hard to even pick one, that's not a fair statement, but maybe one year that stuck out because this happened for whatever reason. I would say that they're all wonderful. Each yeah. have their uh, their own memory. Most definitely. Yeah. I'd say even when you have days like we had several years ago, huge snowfall on that day. That would um, be one to remember. It was a massive snowfall, and we still filled the place with people that came out, diehard jazz fans, and everybody just had a great time. And it was just a great mood because everybody was there despite the weather and just having a, uh, a fabulous time. And when you do this at the peanut bar, the, the other thing that I notice is you're, you're hobnobbing, if you will, with the musicians. You're shoulder to shoulder, elbow to elbow, that are maybe at the bar have a drink or maybe they've had something to eat and then they just meander up to the stage and start playing. So it's a really um, different energy than I'm here and they're up on the stage as opposed everything's to, we're very right close. here. Yeah. Everything's very close. And They're real. They're real people. And that's the way jazz was meant to be. Yeah. Um, it's fun time. The musicians are just so excellent. Mm -hmm. And they're all having a good time. And I have to go back to the Groove Masters. Cliff and Benny and Eric and Scotty and everyone that's involved. You can see them up there just having a great time. It's a huge energy event. I imagine you've made some new friends over the years. With, with all of these musicians. Without a doubt, and we look forward to the guys coming back, and we have a great time seeing them come in, even if they're stopping in, mm -hmm. in between Jazz Fest, and they're there for a meeting. Or It's always nice to see people come back, and that's part of what the Peanut Bar is about, just seeing people through their lives, and people that just make it in a couple times a year. It's always great to see them come back and sit down and have a brief conversation with them. So when you say through their lives, I never really thought about that, Michael. And 20 there, years later, you're still seeing the same people. You're kind of growing up together. Well, we're there 92 years this month. Oh, my goodness. Happy anniversary. Well, thank you. Years. 92 wow. years. Started by my grandfather in 24. Um, my father was with us for 60 years. Wow. 60 of those years. What a legacy. So, what a legacy. So and you're I'm kind, of the, I'm kind of the new guy. You're I've all... <laughs> I've Forever only been young. there full-time 38 years, so I, I'm still learning the trade. There, that's <laughs> definitely are. the case every day. Um, but yes, we grew up with a lot of these musicians, but also, even more than that, we've seen so many of our guests and friends from before they were born right through marriages, having children of their own. It's so the great part of it. Most definitely. 
We have uh, one family that came in uh, about two years ago, five generations of families sitting at the same table. And the peanut bar is where to go. Absolutely. So you remember all of that is, that's a beautiful thing. That makes it family. That makes it community. That makes it, it's not just an event you're going to. It's a place that's home. And that's what we want to be. Yeah, yeah. So moving forward, anything, I mean, how, how can it grow bigger? I mean, you can't, right? For us, it may not be able to, but more and more venues are being involved. We're really excited to see the double tree so involved this year. Mm-hmm. Um, Craig and Eric and the whole gang up there do such a fabulous job. We're excited to see that new venue as such an integral part of the Jazz Fest starting this year. And we talk about anchors of the fest itself with the Groove Masters opening and closing at the Peanut Bar. You have establishment anchors now with the Peanut Bar and the Double Tree. And then you have Penn Street and all the action coming downtown, or much and, of the action. And there's other places downtown that you can have some sure. great events. I'm, I have to mention Judy's. They do a great job in the events mm-hmm. that they do there. And she is a tremendous chef and provides wonderful experiences for people. And that's right behind us. Glenn at the Ugly Oyster does a fabulous job right there. Everybody who's involved, I have to give a shout out to because everybody puts their all into making things downtown work. That is very nice. And you really bring up a whole other dimension of something like the Jazz Fest because you've just described a network of restaurants and establishments that are all working to be part of this festival and help make it more successful. And it, in turn, you has got to be helping. It's a lot of fun. It really is, and I think that's what we need to do to keep people interested in coming downtown. Give them fun. Give them a reason to be here. There's a lot of positive things about coming into the downtown area, and we just want to give them positive and exciting things to do. And Berks Arts Castle is such a huge part of that, and we really appreciate everything they do. I like the word, Michael, fun, and that's what Jazz Fest is. And so don't miss any of the fun. And certainly, if it's not too late, you're you're booked up on April 1st? For that day, we're booked. But we have events on the 6th. Eric Koala, Jen Kinder, and the Uptown Band are going to be there from 6 to 9. Then we have the Groove Masters on, once again, Friday night, the 8th, from 5.30 to 8. And then we've got Susie Ernesto and Tony Lynn and their band that's going to be with us on Saturday, the 9th, from 12.30 until three. You're cooking. It's the place to be. Don't forget, stop by the peanut bar, and even if not for a show, for a bite to eat before or after a show. Thank you, Michael. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. 